0: Today in current events from a Christian perspective, Israel is at war. I've been thinking about this and praying about it for days and days now and struggling where my voice fits in. To be honest, I'm still struggling a bit. Part of that is because this is such a great evil that we've seen in this place and part of it is because there's so many voices talking about it right now. I only want to add what I think is valuable to this discussion and with your patience, I believe my perspective is I continue to bring a perspective on current events from a distinctly Christian worldview. I'm not merely conservative or American or anything that limiting. I am a Christian and I have a perspective that reflects this worldview. So it is in this Christian worldview that I think we all need to understand some of the things about what is going on in the Middle East. So I hope this helps you. At any rate, I'm Matt Odegaard, and Then this is Church Public. Israel has been brutally attacked by Hamas and now Hezbollah, as I was reading right before starting this. The attacks have been unimaginable and, I would say, inhumane. The terrorists, and I use that word specifically, killed women and children. They paraglided into music festivals, gunning down participants and setting them on fire. They shot civilians on the street. They barged into houses and stole people. They beheaded babies and raped women. Those they did not kill, they kidnapped. All in all, it was an atrocious evil committed on a people group simply because they were that people group. The leaders and participants in this terrible attack hate Jews and killed people because they were Jews. Here's the problem that I see in the coverage. We are not the same. I know at some level, you probably know that, but many in the media and politics and heads of state and commentators all over are trying to fit these terrorists into a worldview of Western values, and they do not have Western values. Now, just as a side note, I'm not going to show any pictures or images or videos right now. I just don't want to share those again. You can go on social media and see them, and that's important. And in fact, this is an important statement on social media in general, because if you have only watched the mainstream news on this, you don't know what's happening. You really don't. Sure, there may be some fake videos out there, but there are enough videos of the real things that are happening from Hamas towards Israeli citizens and others, civilians that are in the area, that it is undeniable the atrocities that are happening. And people will say these uh, Palestinians were just oppressed and that's why they were so brutal. People will say they were mistreated and that is why they are beheading babies, raping and kidnapping women. But that explanation just does not fit. Let me reverse this for you. What level of torture or persecution would make you behead a baby or 40 babies? The answer should be, and probably is, nothing. Not ever, never, ever, never would you do such a thing because we are not the same. This is an ideology of evil that cannot be explained with pop psychology born out of Western values. It is not the same. Some cultures are just not the same. You only need look back at the biblical stories for proof of this. Look at Sodom and Gomorrah or Nineveh or the followers of Baal, etc., etc. Every generation has to choose to believe or not believe. This is a choice. It's an action. It's a pursuit. To use Paul's language, it is a race. You have to actually run in the race to figure out where you're going. This is 1 Corinthians 9.24. Running in the race puts you in the race. If you don't run, you're not in the race. Your grandparents' parents may have been heroes of the Christian faith. Your grandparents themselves may have been stalwart defenders of the faith. Your parents, who went to church on Sundays and sometimes Wednesdays and sometimes talked about their faith, maybe. And then you've gone to church on Christmas and Easter and have some knowledge that Jesus was a cute baby in the manger or something like that. Your kids, well, you see where this is all going. You have to choose. Every generation has to choose. To believe or not to believe you don't get to ride into heaven on the coattails of your grandparents or even your parents at that you have to believe you have to choose and we live in this generation and we've looked at statistics like this on the show many many times at this point we live in this generation who doesn't believe they don't go to church they don't read the bible they just don't try at all maybe they go to church on christmas easter and christmas and easter maybe And they expect that's all they need to stand against this incredibly persistent culture that actually and actively hates God. You see, that's what's happening in this conflict in Israel. I've been paying attention. I've read dozens and dozens of papers and books about the history of Israel, both biblical, again from the Bible, the Old Testament, and current things, and things during the Great Wars and post World War II, and the culmination of all of this and what we are seeing today. Actually, to be brutally honest, this is nothing new. The world has always hated the Jews. Just, again, read the Old Testament. Pretty much every book is about this idea. The ancient Philistines hated Israel. The modern Palestinians hate Israel. And neither of them subscribe to just war theory. And we'll talk more about just war theory in a moment. But this, this idea is driving modern liberals nuts and leftists crazy. Why don't these people in the Middle East follow the rules of war? We're all modern people, right? But this is the problem. We're not. We don't have the same values. We don't believe the same things. We are not the same. This is what we're talking about. The West has permeated our thinking so much that we don't even realize where our values come from. More to the point, people don't realize that our values actually come from God. Christianity is the worldview that shapes our view of human life and whether or not we have the authority to end it, and even how and what is acceptable to end life. Atheism has no such value. Without God as the author of life, you're just an evolved monkey or something. Why does it matter if you murder someone else? It's just survival of the fittest, right, right? Of course, that's not right. But there's nothing in atheism or materialism or anything that provides a framework for a better morality. There's just not anything there. That is not even to get into the other religions that kill people because they're just different or because they're not blessed by God or on the opposite side because they're cursed by God. Without Christian morality, there is no just war. Anything goes, because we are not the same. Our morality really does come from Christianity, whether or not people want to admit it, even this just war theory. You know this idea that there are quote-unquote rules in war. You've probably heard of this. You've probably heard of things like just war or Geneva Convention, or that you're not allowed to do certain things in war. But... That's not what we're seeing now. And that's what's driving people so crazy. They don't understand. They're trying to add pop psychology to figure out what is going on in this war and why are people being so brutal about it? They don't understand because we are not the same let's look at Christianity. In the beginning of Christianity, Christians were constantly persecuted. That's just the reality of it. If you want to read stories, not necessarily in the Bible, if you read Josephus or Tacitus or uh, Herodotus, uh, if you you read some of these, these histories of what happened in early Rome, you would see how Christians were persecuted and fed to lions and set on fire and crucified and all these other things. Just read Acts and Romans and Peter and Paul. They talk about extensively the idea that Christians are suffering because that is what was happening to Christians all of the time, persecution. But then, a few centuries later, when Theodosius the emperor made Christianity the religion of the Roman Empire, Christians had to figure out when it was right to bear the sword because now sometimes they had it. Augustine took up this task and discussed it at length, which is where we eventually get our just war theory, ad bellum and in bello. So what are we to conclude for all the other religions when they don't follow the quote unquote rules? When Hamas goes to war and kills and rapes and kidnaps women and children for sport? I have been confronted again and again and again and again with the idea that we can't impose our morality on other people who don't believe it, who don't follow our rules, right? Yet that's the foundation of our problem, once again, either. There is an external morality founded on a sovereign God who loves and cares for his people and therefore excludes certain immoral behavior, or there is no God. Or there's some false God. And it doesn't matter if you rape and pillage and steal your way to victory. But you cannot have both. And by the way, Muslims are just not Christians. They're not the same. The customs of the West, the just war theory, the Geneva Convention, and the rules of war all trace their origins to Augustine and other Christian sources. These are not the customs of Islam. And all of this is why we just can't say, quote unquote, give peace a chance and hope for the best. We can't have a humanitarian solution to ethics like this, even though the left, liberals, try to think that we can. They believe that we've conquered the barbarism of the past. These stories in the Old Testament are just that. They're just stories. They're not really history. When you see the murder and bloodshed and death that nations are going on and on, they just think that's a Bible story and not real. They don't read any of the other history books that actually talk about all of the brutality of life that existed in all of time before the modern era. This postmodern relativism, which says, All roads are equal and all religions are equal, and they all lead to God and they all lead to like peace and happiness and rainbows and unicorns. It would all just be laughable if it weren't so brutally tragic in reality as we've just witnessed firsthand in Israel. These two sides are just not the same. As I'm recording this today, it's Columbus Day, and I read this terrifying little essay about how Columbus came to the Americas and the surrounding islands and encountered cannibals for the first time, and it shocked everyone. Apparently, and I don't know how else to say this, this is the story. Apparently, these cannibals liked eating babies the most. They would not kill and eat the women because they would use the women to make more babies to eat. This is really the practice that Columbus encountered as he he encountered the Americas and the surrounding islands. Columbus, rightly, was so appalled by this that he pledged to bring them to Christianity and civilization because that's just wrong. The people back in Europe could not even believe this was real. In the same way today in Israel, some people can't believe they're actually these depraved men capable of these kinds of evil atrocities. And yet they are. It is undeniable seeing the videos, the pictures, hearing the stories of what has been happening there. That is actually what's happening. Even Joe Biden himself, a couple of days ago, called this very thing acts of evil. And he's absolutely correct. I'm just not sure he understands why he's correct. After all, he's pro-abortion. He's pro-killing babies too. He doesn't understand that to have this idea of evil, you have to understand why it's evil. But this is the reality of the society that we have found ourselves in, a society with echoes of Christianity, Christianity literally in everything, and yet we can't actually say that morality is morality. We can't say that a man is a man. We can't say that a woman is a woman because that would be imposing our morality on someone that doesn't accept it and yet they still live in it. Some societies are just cannibalistic, some rape and murder, some sacrifice thousands of victims on top of pyramids, and some don't. We're just not the same. Once again, this relativism cannot condemn anything because it's all the same. You can't be a bully. You can't say your way is better. Just be nice and it'll all be okay. But of course it's not. And we see that in real time, firsthand. And it's terrible. To Christianity. If a member of Hamas kills a Jew because they're a Jew, this member will be condemned on the last day by sovereign God. This is just biblical justice, quote, for the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of the Father, and then he will repay each person according to what he has done. Quote. Matthew sixteen twenty seven. Christ will judge everyone, not just Christians. Everyone will be assembled before Christ on the judgment seat. Quote, when the Son of Man comes into his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all nations. End quote. Matthew 25, 31 through 32. His authority is over all nations, and every religion, atheists, Buddhists, Hindus, Christians, Muslims, and Jews, they will all stand before him. And we know that christ will judge all nations all tribes all tongues and all religions quote because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed and of this he has given assurance to all by raising him christ from the dead and quote acts seventeen thirty one. the very proof of god's authority is that he raised christ from the dead this resurrection gives christ the authority to judge the deeds of every man because god is god the fact that muslims The fact that other religions don't agree, it doesn't make them right. They point to their books to say that what they're doing is right, and their books do say this, but that doesn't make it right. The fact they don't ascribe to the just war theory is not a religious excuse, it's just a failure of them to understand the true nature of the world, or I would say the kingdom of God. Now, Israel Israel will respond, and they are already, and that response will likely be strong, very strong. But will it be just? Listen, already you're hearing people complain that killing civilians in Gaza is morally wrong. Maybe so, but we know that Hamas is using civilians as human shields because we are not the same. We think that we, we would never use human shields, so they also would never use human shields. But this is the mistake. They will and do, and they're proud to do it. We are not the same. There are those right now that cannot condemn the actions of Hamas as evil. And they may even applaud the retribution of the Israelis. But what if the Israelis go too far as well? Who's to say what justice is? This is happening all over the place. If justice is not metered by the authority of the actual God who made men in his image, the response will be just an endless war with the two sides going back and forth like Hatfields and McCoys, but much, much more gruesome. There are rules to war. There are just war theories because God is God and God is just. Without God, there are no rules. The most brutal and powerful wins. This is what history has shown, again, throughout all of history. But this is not righteous. Only when the ethical response comes out of the foundation of justice established on God himself can we truly know when we go to war and what we need to do in that war. We must acknowledge that Jesus is actually Lord of all with authority over all and over heaven and earth including all the nations Matthew 28. And the good news is that Jesus actually is Lord of all. So, we pray for Israel because the Jewish people, the relatives of my Lord Jesus Christ, my view of Christ and his Jewish people comes from Paul's teaching in Romans. Paul acknowledges the unfaithfulness of some of the Jews Romans 3:3, 3, 3, but still says the election of God is not nullified. Jews, Gentiles, you, me, everybody have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.9 and 3.22. And we need the cross of Christ. Rather than saying that the Jews are just hopeless and lost, Paul preached the gospel to them. He actually went to them first in every city he visited. Acts 17.22. Paul loved the Jewish people. Romans 9.1-5. He longed to see their eyes open to the Messiah. In Romans 11.25, he hints that God's grace and time... The hardening of their hearts will not go on forever and at some future point when the full number of Gentiles has come into covenant, quote, all Israel will be saved, end quote. Now, we don't know exactly what this means. We do know that Israel has a place in the kingdom of God and therefore we must respect and pray for them. Christians should have respect for Jews as the chosen people through whom God brought salvation to the whole world in the person of Jesus Christ, his incarnate son, the Messiah and savior of the world. So we absolutely cannot hate the Jews. The Nazis hated the Jews, and through these Nazis' demonic cult, they tried to wipe the Jews off the face of the earth. The spirit of the world hating the Jews has, again, been in existence for much of history. Read the Old Testament. Paganism has been this idea that's against God and against his people and against the Jews. Again, read the Old Testament. The Prophets of Baal uh, is a particularly spectacular one, and there are many, many others. And paganism, as we've mentioned on this channel many, many times, is making a resurgence. We discussed that a lot here. With the paganism is a return to the hate for God, Christians, and, as we see, a hate for the Jews. As we began, the problem is not that Christianity is not full and complete. It's that every new generation has to choose faith. You can't inherit your father's faith. You have to have your own. And Hamas is just another manifestation of this demonic pagan hate for Jews and now Western civilization, even Christianity, and of course, they hate God. But Hamas right now is focused on the destruction of Israel. Their charter literally says they do this. They don't want peace. They want eradication of the Jews. Hamas and many others are found chanting, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. And this statement, which sounds pretty and a nice rhyme, is not. It's decades old at this point, and it means simply the Jews must cease to exist everywhere. No, it's not that they should just live somewhere else. It's that they just should not be, period. This is a hatred to the death of the Jews. And as Christians, we cannot ascribe to this. We must love and respect them. What people and many are not understanding is that Hamas is more than just a terrorist organization. They are a competing worldview. They not only want to eliminate Israel from the whole earth, They will not rest until all of the world is under their dominion. This attack is not about place as much as this attack is about kingdom. Are you in the kingdom of Islam, the kingdom of the world, or do you realize that God has given kingdom authority to his one and only son, Jesus? Quote, Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you to the end of the age. End quote, Matthew twenty-eight eighteen through 20. Jesus is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings now, and he's reigning over heaven and earth. Our job in the gospel is not to wait and see. Our job is to merely tell people that this is the reality of the kingdom of God. Now, for you, Christian, it's time we start living like it. For Church Public, I'm Ed Odegaard. As always, I hope you will keep the faith.